Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the entree musician, and so is this wonderful queen who's sitting to the left of your screen. She is multi-award winning actress, director, singer, performer, and just there's a litany of things that she does. I'm going to have to ask her what she does not do. She's worked with people like Richie Sambora. She's worked with the jazz, I mean, the blues man. His name is Paul Miles, and you guys know Paul Miles. She has traveled with the Honey Creepers, and she's done this, that, and the other. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Entree Musician, none other than Prana Songbird. What's going on? Oh, that, oh, after that intro, I feel like I should just, like, just go. They, they've heard enough. I mean, I, my God. That was so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, what, you know, let's start there. What haven't you done? My God, your IMDB page. I mean, come on. What you haven't I done? Let's see. Um, I'd love to learn how to fly. Okay. I would Is love to add works? a pilot to that list. <laughs> I'm sure you can. With the things that I've seen, as you know, uh, I talked with uh, Marlene. Shout out to Marlene for really japping you up and saying, Jerry, you got to get Prana on the show. And I said, absolutely. And then I went into this research mode. And I mean, Jiminy, Randy Stevens, you've worked with? I mean, come on. Yeah, just like a fabulous list of people that, um, you know, just, just keep growing. And I just am in awe of. And I love working with, yes, Randy Stevens and um, Richie Sambora, as you said. And that's the, just, you know, just the music and Thomas yeah. Moralda, the music end, and then go into acting. And I'm working with Jason Menz and just a list of people that I am just so honored to usually just be in the room with, you know, they're just. And directing. And also, directing. Directing is a whole different side of my person. <laughs> whole different side of my personality and I and I love it and I and I gotta say I almost I, it's almost what and what with um with performing whether mm -hmm. it's acting or singing all all what all share in common is storytelling which is what I absolutely love to do yeah. I love telling a story whether that's singing a story acting a story or directing a story and being behind the camera showing you what my eyes see and um so I just, I love them all and it's all just very different. So people ask me all the time what my favorite is. And I'm just like, I can't tell you. I just love to entertain people and tell good stories that, that move you and make you feel good. Wow. Well, you say they're all different outlets, but do you think they come from the same place creatively or oh, they come from no. different aspects? No, no. I just, it, it just all comes from something that was put inside me a long time ago, mm. long before I understood it was there. And, and cause it's the same joy I feel no matter what I'm doing. It's the same joy. When did you know it was there? Like you, like you knew this is the path. When did I know it was, see, I knew there was a desire when I was a child, when mm. I was a child, I, I loved it. Um, and and made a comment to a family member saying that, you know, I would really like to get into acting. You know, I never, nobody ever, nobody ever knew I could sing because I came from a whole family of singers. And so I didn't sound quite like anybody else in my family, which is, you know, not a bad thing or ex excellent singers. So I thought that I, I didn't quite measure up. So sure. I, um, I didn't tell anybody that I absolutely loved singing for a really long time. Mm. And then um, I told, I have the courage to say, Hey, you know what? I, I think I want to try acting. And I was completely shut down. They're like, Nope, 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 Nope. You're just, that is not the industry for you. <laughs> Do something <laughs> practical, you know? Yeah. yeah, no. So, uh, and I took that advice for a very long time and went through a, <laughs> a Oh, just an array of, um, unhappy jobs <laughs> just wow. like you know and some of them were you know really good jobs as far as you know well paying but I was miserable or they didn't pay as much and it was kind of fun but I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do you know and right. um so yeah so early on I, I I felt like I I wanted to act and I loved singing it's what always I would usually do when I was alone when I 
needed to change my energy. You know, if I was feeling sad, I would, I would just go off on my own and I would just sing and sing and sing. And and it would usually start with something kind of moody. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm singing something that's completely turned it around. Mm. And, and I was, and I would feel that joy again, but singing always, um, um, got me back to a happy place whenever I, I wasn't, it was, it was the most perfect outlet for me. And I didn't realize that until much later in my life. Um, so yeah, it wasn't until, uh, you know, like I said, very early on, I I knew that I loved doing these things, but I didn't know how to turn that into a career, Hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So (laughs) when was your first professional gig then once you sorted it out and, and, uh, you became, uh, this fantastic singer that you are. When when was your first professional gig? Was it in Detroit? Where, by the way, yeah, actually, it was in Detroit. Um, my my boyfriend at the time, now husband, mm-hmm. uh, he I asked him to listen to me sing so that I can, you know, because I was thinking about singing for my parents' anniversary, and then you know it didn't happen because I chickened out. But um, he he heard me sing and just started like just on my case about you need to do this you need to do this this is this is this is you this is what you're supposed to be doing like this is a true gift and like just went on a rant that maybe I and I shut him down I'm like all right you know what just not gonna sing for the anniversary I'm just like we're good I don't need to do this you know he just completely freaked me out and um so uh, he tricked me, basically. He, you know, he already tried to. I knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he was very into going to karaoke. He was like, let's go to a karaoke night. And <laughs> he owned good. a cafe. Yeah, he owned a cafe. So then it was like, you know what? I'm going to start hosting karaoke, you know, or, or having karaoke night. You want to host it? I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I ended up hosting his karaoke nights because of course I would go to his karaoke nights because I wanted to be with him. Right. And uh yeah, he was he is, he is slick. He or at least he thought he was. Like I said, I knew what was happening <laughs> and I just let it happen. That's uh but the first professional gig came long not long after that. Um because uh you know I was t- I had terrible, terrible stage fright and mm. just did not <laughs> not like the idea of being alone on stage. I see. And so to baby step in, I actually started as a backup singer for a, a musician, a singer songwriter that was in Detroit. And the girl that I was singing backup with, it was, she was just perfect. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I wow, was amazed by her talent. She is a um, classically trained operatic soprano mm-hmm. and her voice and mine were just polar opposite. And so when wow. we came together, not only was this huge of, of, of just sound, yeah, right. <laughs> but she also, she is also as goofy and, you know, just fun. You know, she, her, her crazy matched my crazy where we're just like a bunch of silly giggly, like cracking up over the dumbest stuff. And um, so she became such a great friend and that was, incredibly helpful to me at the time because like I said I was terrified to be alone on stage and now I wasn't just another person on stage with these other people who are way more experienced than I am but I was on stage with a friend and so we would go and pick out costumes together we would practice dance moves together and you know have slumber parties where we would do this stuff together and and it was and she taught me how to do makeup and you know what hair gel to use and just everything you know and she was She's, she is. She's awesome. She's an awesome friend. Her name is Amanda, uh, Amber, Amber uh, Candace Tomlin now because she is married. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's still just just a, a ball of energy and talent. And uh, I learned a lot from her early on. But she was who I did my first professional gigs with as a backup singer. And then little by slow, my husband started at the time boyfriend was was yeah. uh you know, still like, yeah, let's, how about, you know, you do one song on your own. How about you do this? I mean, you know, and, uh, next thing you know, I'm the, the center stage and, um, and then I don't know, it's all uphill and downhill and uphill and down again. Cause yeah. it's, it's a roller coaster all the time. All the time. <laughs> That's what this industry is. 
But, you know, it's interesting that, you know, you, you tell us about your uh, days in the Motor City, but your Motown roots go deeper than just you living there or being born born in Detroit. Isn't that right? Uh, a little bit deeper. Yeah, a little yeah. bit deeper. I, uh, are you talking about my grandfather? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my gramps. Um, his name was Gilbert E. Martin and just, Wow. Mm-hmm. A man that I will miss until I see him again, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he would tell me the wildest, most fabulous stories. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he actually wrote some songs for Barry Gordy and, you know, yeah. but that wasn't uh, I mean, he I think he. I think it was something that he enjoyed doing. It's one of those things he's he was a. He was a jack of of all trades, but he was actually a master carpenter and architect. And Mm -hmm. um, the man, he's one of those people who can't sit still. Anything he put his hands on, it just worked. It it, it worked. You know, he was he's crazy, amazing. And so, yeah, he wrote some songs uh, for Motown Mm -hmm. and. It's really funny. He won't tell us which ones. He oh. or he did. He wouldn't. Yeah, he, he was so mysterious about it. So was, like, was he oh, a ghostwriter? Was he a ghostwriter for? I him? I guess so. Oh. You know, and so yeah, like, uh, um, but he would tell us these crazy stories, and then I had cousins who uh, traveled with the Motown crew. Um, uh, they traveled with the likes of Stevie Wonder and. Um, the story behind them was that uh, uh, Barry Gordy sent them back home to their mama because they were just too wild for him on the road. <laughs> and that's all I'm basically allowed to say about that. <laughs> um, wow. I, I, yeah, uh, so. One of my favorite autobiographies is to be loved by Barry Gordy. And uh, I don't think he mentioned anything about sending family members home, but you know. Well, I... <laughs> I don't know, would you want to admit that there was like two twin boys that were just way too rowdy for the bus? <laughs> <laughs> you know, flirting with all the girls they could. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> they were probably messing with Diana Ross and he couldn't have that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say another thing. <laughs> That's all I go. That's as far as I go. <laughs> so, but but with respect to your family being affiliated with Motown in those regards, you mentioned that they sang and, and they write. Were, were they traveling uh, musicians or was there like a group and you were born into this hotbed of just music all around you? No, no, not, not, not necessarily like that. No, um, my uh, my cousins, the Aubrey twins, they are actually from New Orleans mm. and were born and raised there. And and um, one of them has passed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, uh, my immediate family, they spent most of their um, musical talents in church, you know, just singing in church. And that was enough for them. I have um, other cousins that went on and they started groups of their own so just there's so many of us in my family on both sides that are musically inclined but for the most part they did it as a it was it's fun this is fun you know they didn't want to they didn't stick with it though you know Uh, they pursued other interests and yeah um I don't think they regret any of it you know Mm -hmm. like Just like my grandfather, he, I mean, at one point he pursued law. So, you know, whatever it is, uh, they just, they, they have a tendency to go for it and go all in and and don't look back. Wow. So, yeah. So they still will pick up, you know, come to a family reunion and you can't stop them. Don't, don't whip out the karaoke machine at (laughs) at family reunion. You know, it's, you might as well feel like you're sitting at a concert, you know, everybody gets up there and, you know. So just, just it's, it's safe to say that then you've lost your stage fright, right? At least in front of the family, right? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's probably still there in front of the family. <laughs> I've been, I've basically been fortunate enough lately that I haven't had to uh, test that mm. out. I've been busy enough that I didn't, I haven't had to participate in, in any um, family karaoke nights. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, your body of work speaks for itself. I mean, you know, they can just go online and go, wow, look at the list of credits that Pana has. I guess they could. I I never ask them if they do because that would be awkward for me. Um, So I see. I see. (laughs) Well, tell me, what does your name, Prana, mean? Prana has several meanings. Not several. It has a, it's got a couple of meanings. Um, mm. One of them being breath of life. Mm. And, and um, yeah, so uh, the other is life force energy, mm-hmm. you know. So somebody once broke down my name for me in a way that I didn't even catch. They wow. said, your name is Prana Songbird. That's amazing. You know that? That's the meaning behind it. Not just prana, but songbird. Yeah. So if you break it down, and she was like, she was all in, and she's like, if you break it down, you're you are the songstress of life because mm. songbird is is another way of saying songstress. So you're saying songstress of life and energy and breath. And I'm going, wow, <laughs> you're <laughs> right. My so God. yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was really cool that um, I've I've had people ask me about my name Mm -hmm. you know forever and and I tell them but but to have somebody you know to to come to me and say I know what your name means and not ask me about it she told she's telling me I'm like wow okay (laughs) you get it (laughs) oh that is that's beautiful I mean I I I love it I was wondering about the pronunciation you know Mm. and uh once we got that down and the prana songbird is just you know excellent grateful that you have pranasongbird.com but talk to us a little bit about the river so you know this songstress of life you have uh two uh songs that uh, are very unique to me and I, I i love the production behind them i love your delivery but let's talk about the river first you're gonna hear my son in the background all right more than welcome wow. to join us um so you said tell you about the river. Yeah. The river was written uh, and arranged by Randy Stevens and mm-hmm. produced by Thomas Marolda. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of these feel good songs. The first time I heard it, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah I got to do that. Cause it's, this feels, it feels like me at my most, let's just kick back and chill. Right. And yeah. it has such a great message to it. Um, that that not that oh i i regret this and i just want to go back to being a kid again but that feeling yeah just getting back to that feeling you had when you were the most carefree mm. and you can have that anytime you want i truly sure. believe it you know sure. absolutely i've learned that all right absolutely. you are supposed to be with Gigi. Oh, <laughs> He's like messing with the dartboard. Yeah, I see. Okay, go take that to Gigi, please. Thank you. How old is your son? Four. Four. How you doing, man? Hello. This is the first interview ever been on. It'll be the last for a long time. I don't know. We'll be interviewing him in 20 years, right? Oh, Probably sooner than that. Probably sooner than that. He's already uh, a showboat, a ham, and he loves to dance. He loves to sing. Oh, wow. Uh, he's now tries, he tries to um, sing me lullabies mm. when he's trying to sneak off. So he's like, I'm going to sing you a lullaby. Go to sleep and he'll pet me. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. And I'm like, you're not going to cause me to... So you go to sleep, he can still play. I mean, I get it. And then he right? gets to play. So he's adorable and he's funny. Now, um, is he in the video for the river? Because you have these wonderful kids. And yeah, yeah. 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 Another another slick move by my husband. Oh, what? just let him play with the other kids. And no, I'm like, right. yeah. So yeah. he's in there. He was, yeah, he wasn't even none of those kids, none of the kids there were really conscious of the camera being there once we really got started they were all just having such a great time and we got them all sugared up ah. filming the river was a blast <laughs> um we yeah. you know i love being out in nature i absolutely love being in nature i love being by running water and so to be able to film out there 
and film with all of these really cute and cool kids that were just running around eating yeah. icy pops and yeah. <laughs> you know snacking and, and splashing. yeah you know we brought all these toys out there some of them brought toys uh we had yeah just just a ton i i can't remember how many children actually showed up to that yeah. shoot but we brought archer because we were filming um we were filming in northern georgia mm-hmm. and so we brought archer with us it was this gorgeous ranch that was just smack in the middle of i don't know where it just you pull on and all of a sudden there's this really sweet like barn that they had decorated and yeah. gorgeous house they had a pond and then you walk a, a, a ways down and yeah the river just ran through and behind their house and off and you could just follow it for miles wow. and we just we walked until we found a spot um that really just like called to us and and it was cool because these two massive trees had fallen over the river yeah. and so the kids were all playing on one and I was walking back and forth on the other. And yeah, it was great. It was a great time filming. And I was really happy that he got to be a part of it, you know, and every now and again, video. he just points himself out. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I mean, you know, it, it really uh, captured uh, the mood of the song as well. I think mm-hmm. uh, whoever the videographer was, I don't know, I apologize, but whoever he or she was did a wonderful job of marrying the imagery with the lyrics and the beat. It was just fantastic. That would actually be Eric Crayfeld. All right. Eric Crayfeld of Get TV. Oh man, fantastic job. So yeah. tell me about working with Richie Sambora on Listen Like His Gospel. I mean, what an experience that must've been. Oh my gosh, the talent. I just, once again, I, I am so blessed and I know that I am incredibly blessed to be where I am right now and to get to work with such talented people like Richie Sambora. And when I, when I knew that that's that, that person, that, I mean, I, I grew up listening to Bon Jovi. I still mm-hmm. listen to Bon Jovi. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's my karaoke go-to. Tight band. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And so Richie Sambora just has, Oh wow. The energy, the energy that that guitar brings, mm-hmm. it just, so yes, I it was amazing. It was an amazing experience, and same with uh, working with Thomas Moraldo, who mm-hmm. um, you know has worked with so many of the artists that you know I grew up listening to. Right, right. And right. so I was I was actually really nervous about working with both of them mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know right right off. I didn't realize like that stage fright just kind of came back. I wasn't even going on stage and it, there it was because I'm <laughs> thinking, holy most this, these, these people have worked with so many people that are whew, Bruno yeah. Mars, uh, Mariah Carey, you know, it's just the list goes on and on and on. And so I immediately go into my head, like, Oh my gosh, they're going to compare me to these other artists. And, uh, and I, don't think that I'm going to measure up, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like that doubt creeps in, you know, sure. that doubt in and um, something that I have actually been learning to, to get past to. It's not about comparison. It's about who I am and what I do and you like it or you don't. And exactly. your opinion is yours. It's all your own. Um, it's not going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. <laughs> That's right. So, um, and I, and I quickly came to that understanding um, especially after working with Thomas Meralda and, and Richie Sambora, because mm-hmm. um, with with Mr. Meralda, I just felt so comfortable so quickly. Sure. Talking with him was just easy. Yeah. I I was surprised. I was just really surprised at how at ease I felt so quickly. You know, when it was finally like, oh, I'm going to meet him. I'm going to talk to him, and then it was like. It's like talking with you. You're just <laughs> you're just easy to talk to, you know. And he yeah. was he was he was very very sweet and very complimentary and very um, you know, wanting to get my feedback on um on the music itself and hear my ideas. So it was it was great. It was a great partnership making this, you know, or, or adding adding me into this <laughs> this yeah. music. Yeah, and. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So it was cool. It was, it was beyond cool. And I can't wait to do it again. Every time I get to, to work on something uh, with Mr. Meralda, I'm very excited. Um, yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> I can absolutely imagine. He's a legend and uh, the best at what he does. When, mm-hmm. Now, how would you describe your music? It is very unique and it's a potpourri, a blend, <laughs> a, um, a potpourri. Stew. It's a gumbo. Yes, a gumbo. It's a gumbo. It is gumbo. Go back to being, you know, I'm Creole. It's a it's a gumbo. Yes, a gumbo. Is that how you would describe your music? uh, Eclectic, um, crossover. Yeah, all of the everything you said. I love potpourri. That's a new one. I'm going to use it. So welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for that. The potpourri. Yeah. Of, of sounds and genres and yes I love that um yeah. but yes I I would I would describe it in all of those ways because of my upbringing yes I was I was born and most of my childhood was spent in Detroit but there was a huge part of my childhood that uh <laughs> was spent right outside of New Orleans mm. in a really tiny town that was all kind of country. Wow. And I just, I loved it. I thought I was going to, I, I was afraid of it, to be honest. When they said, you know, oh, you're going to leave Detroit and, you know, I'm my family's here. You can't take me. You know, I did the whole thing. <laughs> I did the whole thing. You're, you're, you're ruining my life. You know, but everything, you know, it's drama all over. So and then you- I get there. I have to ask because who did this to you <laughs> that you were doing my all this crying? Oh, <laughs> my parents, you know, they moved me out of Detroit when I was a kid. Ah, going, no, you can't do this. <laughs> you can't do this, you know, but I'm so glad they did. I, I, I love Detroit. I really do. And I have a lot of family there, I have tons of family. And so I'm always, you know, it's, I, I'm always ready to go back to Detroit because there's always somebody to 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 hang out with and after after work is over with. And but yeah, they you know, my my mother's side is from Louisiana. So although I was very interested in connecting with um, that part of my uh you know, my family and, and the culture, it's, it's, it was, it was culture shock though, you know, especially since they took me out of the city and put me in the country. It wasn't like I went into new Orleans, you know, I, I didn't go right. We visited new Orleans on the weekend because I had family in new Orleans, in new Orleans, but we, we lived in this really small town. And I swear, if you blinked while driving through it, you missed that was more it. than half of it. So <laughs> it was it. But it was this gorgeous little town where everybody knew your name. Everybody knew all your family. So when I got there, um, I remember walking with my mom and a man comes up and was like, well, if you're not the spitting image of your uncle, I don't know who you are. (laughs) And he starts talking to me. And I literally, I'm like, mom, stranger danger. This is like, this is weird. Who who is this guy? Do you know him? And she's like, shush, shush. You know, and I'm like, but mom. He knows our uncle, you know, and he right. was, was just, she was super embarrassed by my behavior, but I'm like, you don't just talk to any random person on the road. You told me, you know, don't talk to strangers. You know, I took that seriously, that advice. Exactly. And so now this man that I've never met has approached us and knows not only like has the nerve to talk to us, but knows our family history. Who? How does he know us? You know, I was, I was, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. And I quickly, though, fell in love with country life. I quickly Mm. fell in love. Once I realized that I didn't have to, um, you know, jump at every cricket, you know, chirping under the (laughs) under the window, like every twig that snapped in the bushes. I'm just like, oh, (laughs) what is that? Like, it's a lizard. What? You know, and (laughs) so it was it was a pretty fun experience um, suddenly being there and uh, exploring. Yeah. just exploring. So when you hear my music, you hear a little bit of, you, you hear a little bit of the bayou, you hear, mm-hmm. you know, you hear that Motown, you hear not, not necessarily, um, you, you, f- I think you feel the energy of Zydeco. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. You know? Yeah. And so sometimes you'll hear a little bit of country. You'll hear a little bit of jazz. You'll hear a little bit of rock. Yeah. Because I grew up with all of it with my mom from the South and my father from the North. Right. You know? Right. I, I listened to everything in between. They made sure that everything was played in our household. That's absolutely Which I am incredibly grateful to them for, you know? It really opened opened up my ears and eyes mm-hmm. to um, so many different genres so early on. Now you've also lived <laughs> in California. Did we hear some? Is there some California thrown in there? Is there some Florida sure thrown in there? Uh, let's see. Florida is is. Um, I think my sound was pretty pretty solid by the time I I hit Florida. Oh, you know what? I take that back. I take that back because I was very influenced um, by my band, the Honey Creepers. When I was performing with the Honey Creepers, we were all over Florida. And yeah, they they are so different to um, my bandmates. I had John R. Butler, who is this really talented singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. You know, he he just comes up with the best stories to sing. Wow. And I love working with him because you know, his stories ranged from bring a tear to your eye to have you bust a gut laughing. Like, you know, just pick a topic. He can write about it, he wow. can, you know, and it's just from the mind of John R. Butler is what mm-hmm. I say. Like when I, he would bring something to him, like, and that is, that is all you. And he's like, oh, but I want, I wrote this so you could sing it. And I'm going, all right, let's see what character I'm playing this, week, you know, <laughs> and 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 it was fun because I, I really I literally got to play different characters. I um, my dad, the first time he heard me performing one of his songs, he was like, where did this vampy woman come from? And I went, I don't know. Somebody the John wrote. I just I just played her, you know, yeah. and so I would play vampy. And then there's, um, you know, yes, those those he wrote some ballads that, like I said, you know, I. I enjoyed singing them so much that I don't know, just oh, that feeling that you get. There was some, you know, Bridge to Sanibel was one of them. And it just really just describes this this place in time where this this person is just once again in awe of of the beauty yeah. of sun, the the skyline and the water and as you're just driving across this bridge Mm -hmm. and the way he wrote it was, it it was, it was, it's just so touching. And then (laughs) he wrote something that we affectionately called the stalker song and where I get to play the stalker. (laughs) Once again, really well done. It's like, how do you write these things? How do you turn this into a song, this idea, this story, how do you make it into a song? And, you know, and and it was fun performing them, especially performing them live. You know, people really got into the stalker song a little too much for me sometimes, but it was the character. Um, yeah. And then um, Randy. Uh, oh, my gosh. Randy. He is our bass player and he he plays uh, electric bass, upright bass, and mm. he plays the trumpet. And he wow. actually was teaching trumpet at one point, you know, Mm -hmm. and, oh, and he plays piano too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Randy, just like give him an instrument and let him go. Or in Randy's case, give him two instruments. Cause this man would go up on stage and he would play the bass and the trumpet at the same time, you know, during, during a couple of our songs, you know, he's like, it needs a little bit more. I think it needs the trumpet. And the first time he said, you know, he wants to add trumpet on a song. We were like, well, that's great. But, you know, we can't perform it live because we need to go find somebody to play the trumpet, you know? He said, watch and me. <laughs> watch he really me did. He really did. He was like, well, let me just try something. You tell me if I, if you don't like it. And then he did it. And we're like, can we do that every show? Right. You know, and can we do that every song? And he only did it for a couple of songs, you know, and it was, it made it special. The audience, once again, just ate it up. They, you know, so I was, I was very influenced because John is, like I said, more singer songwriter, a little bit of folk. And Randy was very much um, into like blues and jazz 
and he randomly in at some point in his youth youth played in a polka band so once again potpourri potpourri <laughs> so yeah I, I i have to say there's some florida in there too there's some florida in there as well but wow. it's so mixed in at this point i can't point anything out you know oh, but i i just am once again just so blessed and grateful to to all of the people that i've met and i've met so many people up to now and i'm looking forward to more you know yeah. learning more and doing more you know not just meeting people and you know but uh the experiences themselves mm -hmm. and how I can now incorporate that into new stories. You know, mm -hmm. I don't ever want to just keep doing the same thing over and mm -hmm. over. So uh, I'm excited for what the future holds. Uh, I actually just uh, got out of the studio just a little while ago and laid down my first Christmas song. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited about that. That's new. I Will that be out this year? This Christmas. I've got, I'm going to, it's going to just, it's going to subtly slip in this uh -huh. Christmas, this holiday season, Very you know, cool. and yeah, it's, it's baby, it's cold outside oh, and man. you will get to see, like I said, you'll get to see characters yeah. with this song. It's, it's a definite character song. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually, I don't know how much I can tell you about it, to be honest. Um, well, there's a video <laughs> attached as well, or is it just the... There's a, a video coming. There will be okay. a video coming. Um, but yeah, oh, it's so fun too. It's so fun. Uh, but you'll get to get to hear this really odd character come through that I've never actually played before. Ah. So you, you know what would be fun. You, you know what would be fun about mm -hmm. that song. Um, you know, it would be really fun to see a role reversal. <sighs> Well, that's sim that's kind of okay. not wanna... exactly thought. I'm just going to tell you. Can you keep secret? Okay. Uh, I don't think they can, but I, I will. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm going to tell you. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but hopefully I don't get in trouble. <laughs> Asking for forgiveness later. It's much better. So um, maybe it's cold outside. We um, we recorded it in a studio here in Atlanta. And it is, um, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I just blanked name of the studio. All right. um, sorry, but we recorded it right here in Atlanta. And I actually, I actually am putting my own spin on baby. It's cold outside as everybody knows, because it's a Christmas classic. It is, it is normally by a man and a woman and the man is trying to, you know, get the woman to stay a little bit That's longer correct. and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, she's trying to leave and not be tempted. Mm -hmm. Well, I took the role out of the hands of the two characters, the man and the woman, uh -huh. put it solely in the the woman. Okay. And now the dialogue is actually her inner monologue. Ah. So she's got two characters, sort of like that naughty elf and good uh -huh. elf kind of playing her ear saying, you know, you want to stay, let's stay kind of thing. And the other one's going, no, we got to go, you know, it's uh -huh. cold, you know, and this, you know, we got to get out of here. People are going to start talking. And so it's that inner monologue that people have when they want to do something, they know they probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And uh, they're making all of the excuses of to why they should do it. So that's what I, that, that was my spin on baby. It's cold outside. So you're actually going to see me or hear me. Uh, and eventually see me playing two oh. different characters yeah. inside of uh, inside of my own head. <laughs> so well, it should love, be pretty fun. I love the way that you're taking the acting approach into your music. That's, uh, you know, that's double dipping and you're doing a great job with it. It's you know? a double dipping. <laughs> it is. Because uh, I've seen the uh, snippets of the film uh, that you were in. I think you won uh, what the, the film itself won Best Drama. Uh, back in yes. 2017. So, I mean, you know, uh, very good acting, very, very convincing. And you got into the character and then, yo, you know, to for you to play these two parts here and for you to play all the parts that you did in the Honey Creepers. Oh, double did. I can't. <laughs> I got that. I would never considered it. I would have never considered it double dipping because I see 
anybody who is singing is is an actor at heart, yeah. you know. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you're up there, whether you are, you know, you're you you are reliving one moment or another. Sure. So if you're you know, in the case of some singers, they're actually pulling from something that happened to them Correct. personally. Well, every time they sing that song, they relive that moment. Correct. In order and to really deliver the story, they have to relive it. And you have um, to convey that same emotion from city to city or, you know, mm-hmm, town to town, mm-hmm. club to club that yeah. you, know, you have to capture that. I don't, yeah. I don't know. However, I mean, you know, working with the many singers that I do, I don't know. Uh, if I would call it acting when when they're on stage, actually, I mean, you know, we we spent the 32 hours in the studio making sure that it's perfect. But when they hit the stage, is some there's some of the other element that kind of creeps out. Well, what I felt, but I'm so, not a singer, so there you go. I'm well, some of it is acting. I am not a stalker, so that was all me being a character. Uh, but there are plenty of songs. There are plenty of- well, maybe I am a little bit of sorry. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to get past that. Right. You know, the attorneys are working that out. You know, it's, it's all good. It's all good. We're going to, it's going to be fine. So, <laughs> but, you know, whenever I, there, there are times when you're acting, playing a, playing a specific character that is very unlike who you are. Yeah. Um, but at the end, and, and then there are those moments, there are songs that, I've sung hundreds of different songs by hundreds of different artists. And I never wrote those songs. I never lived those particular experiences, those experiences, those exact experiences, but I have lived similar experiences. So I'm, I'm pretty choosy when I would do covers. I'm pretty choosy about which covers I would do because I did need to reach into myself and go, how do I connect with this song? Mm -hmm. You know, especially if it was something very emotional. And, and so, yes, I wouldn't consider that acting because I am in a sense reliving something that happened in my past, whether, you know, fair or foul. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, it is something different. It is something different, you know, um, between that being a character. So, you know, a lot of the singers that, are out there, you know, we are, we're very fortunate <laughs> that we have tons of singer songwriters that they can put down an experience that they've had or a thought or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and then go out there and, and perform it as well. Yeah. Um, so for them, it's definitely not an acting thing. You know? Right. Now, who's your favorite then, singer? Do you have a favorite singer? No, I, it uh, just depends on my... Many? I draw from many, like I said, I had such a great upbringing and it was so full of music in our household Mm -hmm. that, you know, I like everything from Luciano Pavarotti to Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson and, uh, you know, Reba McIntyre, (laughs) Dolly Parton. Like I I hope to work with everybody at some point, you know, I'm, I'm sad that I know that I, I, on, on this plane of existence, I will not be able to sing with the great Ray Charles, but you know, he is a, was huge influence in, in our household, you know, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. musically, we were always playing, you know, that type of music, uh, you know, and specifically his music, you know, we, we played almost every one of his songs in our house on repeat, you know? Oh yeah. So I don't have, but I just have a love of um of greatness you know those artists who just took it to another level prince exactly. he's one you um yeah. you know like i said prince michael jackson ray charles and then you know hit the country circuit and nobody sings a story like yeah. you know dolly parton that's right and reba mcintyre garth brooks randy uh travis yeah. um you know so yeah. i just i love music and then you know fast forward to the artists of today mm-hmm. and you have people like, you know, Bruno Mars who can just throw back to the old stuff or hit sure. you with something new. So I, I admire and appreciate a talent like that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a true, you know, triple or quadruple threat. You know, I, I feel that we're going to see a lot from him, you know, on, on the acting circuit one day. Cause I think yeah. he has, you know, 
so much more to give, you know? So I admire artists like him and Adele, you know, yeah. just that, you know, those, that, that power that she has and that, you know, you, you just, you feel her passion when you hear her, you Absolutely. feel everything she's going Absolutely. through. So, you know, there's, I just, I love just such, once again, a potpourri <laughs> of music. I love that. I, I gave you, I gave you a, a new term. I'm grateful. I, I was it. able to contribute it. something. <laughs> yes, you did. Once again, meet somebody and, and, and take something in that, you know, you didn't uh, have before and right. and put your own spin on it that's, right. that's what i i love about what i get to do is you meet so many uh like-minded but at the same time creative in their own way that is completely different from you so right. you know and you get to vibe off of each other and mm-hmm. and create something new i mean just this conversation is us creating something new you Absolutely. know so i'm 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 digging this with you just so you know. <laughs> having having the time of my life, I mean that. Because I, I have a couple more questions that I think, uh, you know, just, just trying to dig in deeper to your spirit. And uh, what would be the most uh, invaluable piece of information that you've learned as a performer, as uh, an artist, as an actress that you would give to any new entree musician who's just starting out? What did you say? You know what? this is the most invaluable piece of information that I can just share with you and you take this and run. What would that be? Oh man. You're not alone is Mm. one of the big ones, you know? Um, And that the fear that you're feeling is just an obstacle. It's just an enemy in your own head trying Mm. to keep you back. You know, and you don't, uh, you don't need anything but your own faith to get you through that. You know, Um, it took me years. It Mm. took me years to get over my stage fright and uh, social anxiety. Mm. Um, And I I had people putting things in front of me, you know, offering me, um, beverages or yeah. drugs and whatever else. And sure. I told, I told a person that I admired greatly, if I can't do this sober, I shouldn't be doing this, Absolutely. but I wanted so badly to do it. I wanted mm-hmm. so badly to do it that, mm-hmm. um, you think you're missing you know, out I, on something or this is going to yeah. get to the next level. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to, and it's not, it really isn't. You can, you know, it might, it might, might take you longer. It might not take you as long as you think. If you sure. can just, uh, you know, um, like I say, fall back on your faith and fall back on uh, somebody who's going to uh, support you in a healthy way, whether that's a spouse or a parent or a publicist is always a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. Marlene is, is such Marlene's a great good. person. So, um, to, to be an advocate for you, you know, you, you know, you don't have to, uh, yeah, you just, you don't have to, to worry so much. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry so much when you can do those things. That's fantastic. So. Now, what did you think when Marlene set this uh, conversation up that there was going to be a question that I asked you and I haven't asked it yet. And you're going, I need to answer this question. So can you answer the unasked question that you were anticipating and I did not ask. <laughs> I'm going to say, yes, I can. And the answer is my son put these stickers up here and uh-huh. I decided to leave them there just because I thought it, I, you know, <laughs> could add color to the, to the background. And you thought and I would ask? <laughs> unasked asked question. <laughs> So I blew it completely. <laughs> I just figured, hey, that's part of the uh, the core. Roll with it, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I noticed it. You know, I noticed it, and I'm like, you know, I should probably take that down. But you know, it's it's amazing what you'll uh, <laughs> what what changes you make when you have right. a a four year old running around. You catch yourself that's doing right. all kind of ridiculous things um, right. in public too. 
in yeah. public will have me doing all kinds of ridiculous, ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave these stickers up because, you know, he put them there for me. That's absolutely <laughs> so, excellent. Well, I'm glad at least that uh, you had an answer for it because sometimes I'll ask a guest and they'll have, you know, no idea because, hey, we've talked through this, that, and the other. And I certainly completely thoroughly, truly am grateful not only for the opportunity to have this conversation with you, but hoping and trusting it will lead, lead to the next and the next and the next. And I want Marlene to come on. I mean, we, we've been hitting and missing as far as our schedules are concerned. And she's gone through so many things that we've been praying about and whatnot, you know, but she is genuine and you are very, 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 uh, I don't want to say lucky, blessed to I have am. her as your publicist. I am. I certainly appreciate you hanging out with us. And I'm sure you have a final word that you would want to give everyone who's watching today. What would you say to them? Everyone who's watching, just... um, Or listening, I should say. Or listening, watching, listening. Yeah. Keep following. If you you enjoy me a little bit, I think you'll continue to enjoy me in the future. I've got some fun stuff coming up. I've got um, a Christmas song that I'm releasing, as I said, and I'm also releasing in the in the beginning of the year, right in January, there will be a song called Confetti that's also a Thomas Miralda mm. collaboration. And it's, <laughs> it's going to blow your socks off. <laughs> and it's completely different, once again, from uh-huh. the river and from listen like it's gospel it's just another side of my personality mm. and yeah so follow me on instagram prana mm. underscore songbird all that jazz you know all that jazz and please visit the website we have the website at the top of the screen uh for you to copy down and uh yeah just bum rush her let her know that you heard her that you watched her on the entree musician let her know that you fell in love with her wonderful son whom we'll be interviewing in 10 years or so and uh Check mm-hmm. out the music, check out the music, check out her IMDB page, DB uh, page. I mispronounced that terribly, but check the page out and follow her. So I'm grateful to know her. Uh, she's my new best friend. This is Prana Songbird. She's an entree musician. My name is Jerry B. I'm an entree musician, but you know what? So are you. We will see you again next time.